0: welcome back everyone i'm jenna and i'm courtney and we're the the cameo Cameo girls Girls. this is episode number three yep coming to you live from
1: our couch snuggled up ready
0: to spill toe separator socks on candles lit
1: (laughs) yes we are very cozy
0: (laughs) ready to spill the tea about this night's episode, Work-Life Balance.
1: Work-Life Balance, yep. And we've got a pretty um, hefty agenda this evening, so we're going to try to just quickly run through these topics. Um, hopefully we can, some good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. and um, we will also quickly run through just a recap of how our New Year's resolutions going. Yes, we will. Because we did finally complete our... March um, volunteer project. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. I did a lot of research online for things that we could do uh, around San Diego that would just be easy for us to fit in with our work schedules. Tonight's epi. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. (laughs) Prelude right there. And one of the things that I found was Meals on Wheels, which is a organization based on catering to senior citizens and various needs that they may have. They accept care package donations. So we just went to Daiso, the coolest little Japanese store with everything you could ever want under one roof, and thought about, you know, what might a senior citizen need or want, or anyone just need or want. So we got like toothbrushes, loofahs, uh, picture frames, socks, back scratchers, shoehorns, you know, things for convenience, photo readers. Yeah. 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 Lots of good stuff. And we uh, dropped that off at our local donation facility, Meals on Wheels facility in San Diego. And yeah, felt good. It was a nice, easy one. We can definitely do that again throughout the year.
0: Yeah. And they do have a suggestion, um, list of things that they will take as donations and things that they prefer not to be donated on their website. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't already follow us on Instagram, we are starting to save highlights of different local volunteer things that we are participating in or planning on participating in. So that information is on there as well.
1: Yeah. I heard something on the radio the other day and I was driving my parents' car so, hence why the radio was on. And it was about a volunteer opportunity. I should have wrote it, wrote it down, and I forget what it is now, but I'm going to be tuning back into our local radio station because that, surprisingly, is a good way to learn about new
0: opportunities. Things going on in your community.
1: Yeah. yeah, really cool.
0: Who would have thought? Yeah.
1: So, we'll keep you guys posted. It'll be on the Instagram as soon as I catch that segment again.
0: Yeah. And then... Um, briefly, I think I'm being a pretty good friend and saying yes to, I don't know, events I otherwise would not have said yes to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And likewise, I, I feel like I've, I'm being a pretty good friend too. I've had a pretty hectic past week of like outings and dinners and birthday parties, even, you know, if I'm sleepy or a little under the weather, have been trying to just put on my game face and go and every time without fail when I'm out I have a great time even if I'm dreading it leading up to it I get there and my mood totally turns around shocking
0: also shout out to the sun going down later because that has really enabled us to get out of the house during the work week Mm -hmm. after work yeah there have been a couple nights that we've been out pretty late during the work week like doing till like 9 p.m. yeah but i'm enjoying it so yeah
1: yeah oh we can talk about one of our events that we hit this week um when we get to that part of the episode
0: all right so we'll start off by um talking about what we do for work so um courtney what do you do for work and tell us a little bit about how you got there
1: Okay. Yeah. So high level, my role is project management, uh, an aerospace company. I work at a company that manufactures and sells aircraft. And um, I guess what I do is international project management for one of our products. And if you know anything about project management, or if you've ever worked a job, it's truly so similar to any job you could ever work. You got to make your customers happy. You got to follow up on milestones. You got to make sure your payments are on time and you're delivering things on time. So a lot of schedule tracking, uh, budget variation analysis, things of the sort to make sure that you know your whole project from production to execution and sustainment all goes off really seamlessly i got a little lost there yeah okay it's confusing (laughs) but really it's if you're making something and you're selling it you want to make sure that it's a good quality product and your user knows how to use it so all in all i just try to keep people happy
0: Wow, a true people pleaser. Mm-hmm.
1: And how I got here? I studied accounting and supply chain management in college, uh, which kind of gave me this well-rounded background in business acumen, I guess. Uh, I did accounting for a little bit. Kind of hated it. Uh, just a little bit stale for me. The project management, supply chain side of things uh, is where you can get a little more creative. And I've worked at the company I work for now for five years. So I've had the opportunity to work my way up um, and just continue to challenge myself and learn new things and take on more responsibilities.
0: Wow. Do you have any special certificates or anything that you decided to help um, move your career forward? Yeah, I
1: I do actually. Good good question. I almost forget about those things. So when I first started, I was working in production control. So I was doing process improvement for the manufacturing floor, trying to find ways that we could save money or save time, create efficiency in manufacturing. And in that, I got a couple of certifications. I got um, a CPIM, which is certified in Production, and Inventory Management, and then I also got my PMP, which is my Project Management Professional Certification, which really helped me jump into the role I'm at now.
0: Are these things that um, you would recommend other people looking to make further advancement in maybe a similar career should consider doing?
1: Yeah, I would. I would definitely recommend. Uh Actually, I'm very lucky that the company that I work for uh, has a program to reimburse for educational things like this, but I started my PMP before even working at GA because I knew as a young woman in a highly male-dominated industry with a degree but not a lot of experience to back my confidence in myself that having these extra certifications would not show not necessarily show that like I know everything about project management, but that I'm eager to and I'm invested in it. So when I went into interviews, I could, you know, really drop that piece of paper as my my, um, yeah, my investment in my career more so than saying that I know what I'm doing because really, I, don't, I did not learn how to run a project from those classes whatsoever. It's all about that hands-on experience that you get. But I think people were impressed with the young woman jumping in and showing this initiative. Oh, cork. Oh, cork. And that's on period.
0: <laughs> what do kids say these days?
1: <laughs> Clearly. I do not know. <laughs>
0: Oh, man.
1: Uh, so that that
0: was good, right? That's enough
1: of, yeah. a, of an intro. Hopefully yeah. uh, no one's fallen asleep yet.
0: Well, that's. I think that um, <laughs> I understood at least half the words you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but definitely good advice for other people <laughs> who are working for or trying to break into, I think, big corporations because that is what you work for. Yeah. Um. somebody who's like younger and maybe if it's like a male dominated field like coming in as like a young female with not a lot of experience like these are ways that you can show your like your interest and your eagerness like you said like and you know that you're not just like applying to a thousand jobs hoping to get one without really having a real interest in it so
1: true we could go on and on about that like part of the process. But showing interest and drive in something more than just you want a job to make a few bucks is huge. It goes miles. I uh, I actually work at a company that my dad worked for for 18 years. And I would sit down with him before my interviews, like for, for like weeks before the interview, I sat with my dad and we went through contract documents we went through the website i learned about like products and locations and facilities that the company has and like did my homework so i was showing up to this interview well thinking that i like knew it all until <laughs> until i got sprung with what contract does your or what what product does your dad support and I totally butchered the question. And I said the whole organization and not like the product line. It was so embarrassing. But they still hired me for some reason. Wow. Yeah.
0: Shout out, Dad.
1: Yo, go, Dad. Go, and Mike. Thanks for all t- the –
0: never telling you what his job was. <laughs>
1: Surely. And now, you know, the term nepo baby, mm-hmm. I feel like that's me at work. Like I'm a nepo baby.
0: Nepotism may have had a role <laughs> in her getting hired after that question. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on.
1: <laughs> Over to Jenna.
0: Um so for my job, I am a lawyer and I do criminal prosecution. I work for the district attorney's office.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't get on her bad side, y'all.
0: Do not. Um, don't <laughs> She's also me. a
1: Taurus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and obviously to like, you become a lawyer, you have to go through law school after you get a bachelor's, which is three years. Um, I went to law school here locally. I interned several times um, at the district attorney's office when I decided that that was going to be it for me. I had also interned um, at some other places like nonprofits, and um, I wanted to work in some kind of public interest law or in some way like helping my community. So I tried out a few things. Um, I interned for the DA's office and um, really enjoyed it and thought that it would have the most impact and be the most interesting long-term. Um, I plan on staying there long-term. How long have you been there now? Um, I am going into my fourth year. Mm-hmm. Um. So,
1: And so far, still not bored. Jenna's role is actually really cool because she gets, I guess maybe sometimes it's not so cool, but moved around to different departments to to really get like a full picture of everything that's going on within all of the teams across what would you call the company the the The, office the
0: firm the firm (laughs) yes yeah no definitely um i was just moved on to a new team that's starting in about a week that i'm really excited about um but we start off basically doing different roles um, starting at the misdemeanor level of crimes, moving up, um, and then you can also work your way into vertical units. Um, I worked for a year in our family protection unit, which is a lot of domestic violence cases, elder abuse cases, and child abuse cases, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm i um, hoping to eventually make my way back into that unit, but it's good to kind of get experience doing different Types of crimes and different levels or parts of the criminal process kind of over the last several years. So I'm interested to see what my next role is going to turn out to be.
1: Yeah. Um, on the n- note of what led you or like what were the steps that you took to become a lawyer, obviously undergrad and law school, but I feel like you have, and maybe this is true of many lawyers, but I feel like you have a unique perspective on kind of knowing what you wanted to do for a long time. Like, you've wanted to be a lawyer for what?
0: I honestly, like, when people say, like, did you always know you wanted to be a lawyer? I I think the answer is yes, but I cannot yeah. tell you when, like.
1: But, like, young, yeah, like, sure. middle school, high school, you were, like, yeah. thinking about this. I never – I when I was young, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a veterinarian, and then I realized <laughs> – <laughs> that if anything bleeds, I'm like crying in a corner.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, so I was I was on the um, – I mean, so I've had like unique life experience that sure. exposed yeah. me to different areas of the law, um, just with things to do with my family and just things I've been through in my life. And that maybe started it, but – Um, when I was in high school, I was such a nerd. (laughs) I was on the high school mock trial team. And I didn't
1: even know high school mock trial team was a thing.
0: Yep. Um, it was very competitive. Um, our school was like the, one of the best top two schools for that in our county. Um, we competed at the state level. We competed at an international level in New York City a couple of times. Um, How'd you do? At the international level, we got fifth.
1: Whoa, um, that's this, really good. Like invitation. <laughs> that's
0: yeah, it was. It was really cool experience. Um, and we obviously got to work closely every single day after school with lawyers um, who would come volunteer to coach teams. And one of the lawyers who uh, was one of my coaches was a district attorney in another county yeah um and i always thought that was so interesting i also love like true crime i love crime shows so law and order was like one of my favorite shows and then to like meet somebody who was a da when i was in high school it was just so fascinating to me that it was like you're like you're (laughs) living the
1: tv show
0: yeah so i mean it's not exactly like tv but
1: um (laughs) i only Rare days, is it like the
0: TV show? Yeah, yeah. rare days. Um
1: but that's <laughs> you wouldn't want it to be like TV every day.
0: No. I don't there's not that many surprises as there are in TV yeah. courtroom action. Not so many like, plot twists. That's not happening. That's funny. <laughs> um but yeah, that's kind of what uh early on I think led me to do it. And I know like so I went straight from college to law school. A lot of people that were in my classes in law school that I work with took gap years because they didn't really know what they mm-hmm. wanted to do um, and then they ultimately like went to law school. So people come from a lot of different backgrounds and experiences yeah. that lead them to this. But yeah, happy that I'm here.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so impressive.
0: part of the <laughs> I things, always but... feel like
1: when I introduce Jenna I'm like bragging that I know her and get to spend (laughs) my time with her. I'm like, this is my friend Jenna. Yes, she is the smartest girl in this room. She is a lawyer. Like, She (laughs) knows the law. She went all the way through law school as quick as can be. Passed her test. I'm, I'm like...
0: Her cheerleader so, like, over it's here. so uncomfortable. Oh, like, my god! I hate talking about myself. Ugh,
1: and I love it. I'm just like,
0: oh, my God, Jenna, she's a lawyer. Yeah, she's so gnarly. And then you get, like, random people asking you legal questions. Oh, me. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I'm the worst kind of lawyer friend. I will only prosecute you for crimes. Like, I, I can't do anything else for you. Yeah. I can't give you legal advice on, like, anything. your wills and trusts or your – Divorce or anything else. Like, I don't really know
1: that much about any
0: other kind of law (laughs) other than criminal, and I'm not going to defend you. Yes.
1: (laughs) I mean, even just like we were at dinner the other night, and one of our friends, uh, who's also a lawyer, said something to Jen, and he was like, you took tax law? And Jenna was like, and I dropped every ounce of that from my memory the moment I walked out of class.
0: Exactly. I am not filing my own taxes. Like, heck no. TurboTax professionals got it on law. Yeah. He
1: like scoffed when you said you pay for TurboTax. Literally.
0: (laughs) That was so funny. Okay. So um, I want to kind of shift just a little bit and talk um, kind of about our work schedules work culture of our offices um and kind of with this like new era of covid that kind of opened up a lot of companies to um work from home or more casual dress at work yeah not Um, ours those kinds of not ours not ours (laughs) but um i want to get your thoughts on like that work from home culture companies that offer that full-time or Mm part-time or kind of like what what your hope for your company would be or if you're still enjoying being in the office?
1: Yeah, so quickly my work schedule that I abide by every day, um, we work a 980 which is Monday through Thursday, we work nine hour days and then every other Friday we work an eight hour day. So that means every other Friday that we're not working an eight-hour day, we have off. So I have a three-day weekend every other weekend. It's so nice. It's it's such a perk. Um, And then with that on post-COVID flexibility, we are, quote-unquote, allowed to work from home one day a week. I work on a team that does not really – I wouldn't say doesn't allow that. It doesn't but, take
0: advantage of that. Right.
1: They, we don't take advantage of it. And if my boss is in the office, I'm in the office. I feel like, especially growing in my career, I try really hard to mirror what my bosses do to impress them and show them, like, I'm committed. I'm here. I'm ready when you need me. Like, you know, you don't have to call me. And what if I don't answer? Whatever. I'm sitting at my desk or I'm in meetings with them showing face however i do love the option to work from home a day a week Mm -hmm. or maybe two days a week it lets you build in flexibility with doctor's appointments or oil changes
0: Yeah.
1: or what if you have like a little bit of a cold and you want to just like sleep in that day on that note i work uh, 7.30 to like five-ish and I drive an hour each way to work approximately. So I'm leaving the house at 6.30 a.m. I'm waking up at 5.30 a.m. It's a pretty rigorous work schedule. Like it's yeah. not so easy. So when we say
0: sleep in, we're talking about the extra two hours she has to be awake to get yes. ready and drive to work before the actual workday starts.
1: Yeah, which is a lot. I mean, two hours is a lot of time. Yeah, Especially if you go to bed quote unquote late 11 o'clock like on a weeknight 10 o'clock on a weeknight like having those extra few minutes is is so nice such a joy but I don't get that um very often
0: but that's okay do you think that you would like like a full work from home schedule
1: and and then I would say no to that too I I don't I like the camaraderie of being in the office I I feel like I really strive in office, in person. Like, Mm -hmm. it's what's given me opportunities thus far in my career, being able to connect with people one-on-one. And so much of what I see on Teams and Zoom calls is no cameras. mics muted 90% of the time. It's so disconnected.
0: Yeah.
1: You can hardly... Like have a successful meeting because you ask someone a question and maybe their mic's muted and then someone else starts talking and it ping-pongs back around. You miss the point, whatever. It to me, it's very it's very challenging. There's yeah. hurdles in the remote work. What are yeah. your thoughts?
0: I'm I'm the same way, um, and I'm very fortunate that a lot of my closest friends I work with. Yeah, so we love the social aspect of.
1: Being at work. Being at together. work. So
0: I work um, an eight to five, Monday through Friday, every day of the week, mm-hmm. court hours. You know, <laughs> we're in court every day. So um, we post-COVID now have the option of one person from our team um, can work from home one day a week. So if there's like two people from the same team can't work from home on the same day, like we have a little chart you have to fill out. Um, but I also don't find myself really doing it very often. Yeah. Um,
1: it's like if you have a dentist appointment and to get a smog check in the same day, I feel like that's the only times when you do it.
0: Yeah. Because, um, I don't know. I also live very close to work. Mm-hmm. I have a very short commute. I moved to be closer to work. I only have a 15 minute about um, drive each way. So for me, it's like if I'm going to, you know, I'm, I might as well just go in to get the work done, basically. Yeah. Um, it's easier.
1: You have a printer. You have the double screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So um, I really like the, the social aspect and I feel like I get a lot more done. At the Um, office. At the office too. But I enjoy having the option to have a day work from home. Like if you really have like a lot of errands that you didn't get done over the weekend that you can do while you're at home, like laundry.
1: like The dry cleaners. Can we talk about that? The dry
0: cleaners. Okay.
1: She only opens from 9 to like 4 o'clock PM Monday through Saturday. So if we don't hit that dry cleaner on Saturday, we're out for another week.
0: Yeah. But you're if you're a big full time work from home girly or guy, and
1: that works for you.
0: Good for you. Yeah, how? I, I think um, I think I've like heard or read a lot of things that say like it's important, like if you are working from home full time, to like have a separate workspace. Mm-hmm. Um, then your, you know,
1: what what I really experienced and. I saw it in my dad too when we were both working from home at the same time, um, is a lack of boundaries on Mm -hmm. your schedule. You can be working on something and God forbid that this comes out of my mouth, but like get caught up and just get lost in your work and then it's 8 o'clock at night and you've been working on something for hours. Yeah. Or you... you don't have that boundary to like not check your emails all the time. Yeah. And that can get dangerous. Like gets you in like a little rabbit hole of just being all consumed with work, which, you know, is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, you know, work is important. But having time to separate is also so important.
0: Yeah. And so um, speaking of, Mm -hmm. we wanted to talk a little bit about um, how to maintain a work-life balance, how we try to maintain a work-life balance. I think that this applies for everyone, whether or not you're working in the office or at home full-time. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can start off, um, Court, how, what are some like key like big-picture things you try to do to maintain a work-life balance, and then we can kind of follow up?
1: Yeah, okay. So one on the weekends when I when there's not a fire going on at work, which is pretty often things are normal. Uh lately we've been in negotiations and so things have been urgent need. But when that's not the case, I don't look at my computer at all once I leave the office on Thursday or Friday. Until I get there on Monday morning, I have a work cell phone. I also don't look at that on the weekends, and maybe that's a luxury for me. Um, maybe some people don't have that if their job is, you know, more like need at in the moment. But I, I really try to set that boundary on the weekends,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then on the weekdays, I really prioritize getting home in time to work out for 30 minutes to an hour and then make dinner. So if I don't think I'm going to have enough time to drive home from work for an hour, work out for an hour, cook dinner for an hour and eat before I have to, you know, wind down and get in bed, then then I start to feel myself like spinning. And if that happens multiple days in a row, then I'm like losing my mind.
0: Yeah. Those can be... (laughs)
1: So those are the important things to me. Yeah. Like having time to work out, having time to make dinner, maybe one of the two, ideally both. But if it's just one of the two, I can live with that.
0: Yeah. I, um, I'm like not as good with the weekend boundaries because I, do have a work cell phone, but I connected my personal cell phone and my work cell phone so oh. that I get my email and text messages to oh. my personal cell phone.
1: No, um,
0: I like am really big on like notifications on my phone. And so I like to be able to delete the junk I get over the weekend mm-hmm. or if there's a fire like that I am at least aware of it, even if I don't yeah. respond to it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like to I just like to be aware of it before. Like I don't want to get in on Monday and have like already 10 unread emails from the weekend. Yeah. Um, so I do need to get a little bit better at that
1: having those two phones linked oh girl yeah I know I would never first of all I don't think I know how to do that so we don't
0: have to worry about that happening over here sometimes there's regrets but um (laughs) but yeah I mean like like I I get text messages from victims who are on my cases like over the weekend like if they're having some kind of crisis Mm -hmm. or have questions um are worried for their safety like
1: you want they're, to they're, be there it's important
0: for me to at least be aware and yeah. if i have the opportunity to respond um and i think that they're appreciative of it but oh, it doesn't it's not the
1: doubt. it's
0: not the best for maintaining a work life balance but for me also um things that i like to do like i will try to work out 3 to 4 times a week during the work week mm-hmm. um at work so our work culture, like everyone is really good friends. There's a yeah. lot of camaraderie. I'm
1: so jealous. Um,
0: a lot of people at my work are really fit and into fitness and there's so many – like every day of the week there's a different like sport or workout activity you could do with people from work. So um, there's people who swim together over lunch. There's people who play pickleball. We have tennis Thursdays over lunch. We have people who CrossFit outside over lunch and then we also have a gym – um, like an indoor gym available for our work. And that's usually I'll play tennis and I'll try to work out in the gym with my coworkers after work for like an hour before I come home.
1: I've never worked out with a coworker.
0: <laughs> well, One
1: time a coworker walked into the gym while I was doing like Matt Pilates and, and made some comment to me like, look at you doing your yoga. And I was like, I'm going to leave.
0: <laughs> well, I think that's a little bit – that talks a little bit – let's talk a little bit about the kinds of people we work with okay yeah
1: jenna's got like youthful fun friends at work
0: yeah like a lot of the people at my work are my age i'm like one of the youngest people like when i got hired four years ago i was like one of the youngest people so um i started at 25 so most people are between 25 and going into their mid 30s yeah um and then there's like obviously like you know people who've worked there themselves for like 25 years they're maybe a little bit older but a bulk of the people in our office are young yeah versus
1: versus my your office yeah
0: which is
1: (laughs) i'm the youngest person at my office too am (laughs) i (laughs) okay maybe not now i'm not but um When I started, I was 24. And the majority of the people at my work are retired men from the military. So they served a full career. In the military. They're on their second career. So picture 30 years of your career and then jumping into the next thing.
0: They're already getting a pension.
1: Oh, yeah. And then this company has a pension too. So they're like (laughs) double
0: pensioning.
1: These are some smart, hardworking, like badass men and women, but primarily older men. And it just doesn't lend itself to me feeling like Jenna does at work. Like I don't have friends that I eat lunch with. I don't have people that I work out with. Yeah. Occasionally occasionally I will go to a work happy hour, mm-hmm. but that it's, it's just different. It's not that I don't love the people I work with. I do. I think they're all so great, but they're not people that I would invite over for a barbecue on a Saturday per yeah. se. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do I do so look up to them and I, I soak up all the knowledge that they offer me, sure, but they're just not the same – you know, in the same like phase of their life that I am.
0: Yeah. I mean, a lot of – I mean, there's some people I work with that have like children and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. a lot of the younger people that I'm friends with that I'm doing a lot of this with like are still – like they don't have children who – they have to go home to after, like, we do yeah. happy hours yeah. every single Friday. Like, we're doing that kind of stuff. And I think it's different than people who are on their second career. Yeah. Um, who maybe are people not. People that I work with have
1: grandchildren. Not,
0: yeah. They have grandchildren to go home to. Uh-huh. Um, so, other than, um, I guess, other than trying to work out, make dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some other things you do that try to make your work life easier for you, like when you are waking up at 5.30 in the morning
1: mm-hmm. to go to work? Okay. Um, I don't like to make my outfits too complicated, one. Um, What's your dress code? Um, my dress code is, I don't know. I, I would say it's like, what would be the – Word for halfway between business professional and business casual, just like business, period.
0: It's business.
1: It's business period. attire. It's business attire. I wear nasty attire. Um, <laughs> I wear like trousers and a button up and yeah. either heels or like loafers or mm-hmm. what are those like mules or something. Yeah. So I just I, I dress nice. Yeah. Um, but I don't dress too nice, okay? And I think that's like part of it. Having staples in my wardrobe that are just easy to put on. Um, Where are
0: you getting these staples from? I mean, it's hard to find yeah, cute women, professional,
1: youthful clothes. clothing. Yeah, it is. Uh, we like, I'm speaking for both Jenna and I, we like going to the Outlet Mall mm-hmm. in Carlsbad. They have some good stores uh, to get work pieces for a decent price we like theory they have good suits yeah it's still it's still expensive but this is stuff that we're wearing like over and over and over again yeah so it's worth investing in for our jobs we like vince uh there's a banana republic there Mm
0: -hmm. i go to ann taylor Ann taylor that was the one that i was in on the top of my tongue
1: but yeah, those are a few stores that I like. Yeah. Um, Abercrombie has like those viral trousers, and I have a pair of them and I love them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I but play. I had to have my mom, uh, my seamstress mother, <laughs> help me like take the waist in a little bit because I bought the wrong size and then they didn't have my size online. Mm-hmm. Um, so, highly recommend the Abercrombie trouser. We like Aritzia for oh, pants. Aritzia. Yeah. I love.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I feel like those are some of the good basics. Do you have others that you yeah. can think of?
0: That's – I think that you basically covered them. So I have to wear full suits most yeah, of the time really. at work. Um, so places like Aritzia, Vince Outlet, and Ann Taylor, and Banana Republic that have women's suit pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to find a cute women's suit these days it that is. isn't like just your staple like black. black. Yeah. <laughs> like I have a, a, one particular tan suit from the Vince outlet. Go to these outlets on a holiday weekend because yes. they have bigger sales that I get compliments on every single time I wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an oversized tan matching suit. And um, then you just
1: spice it up with like a cute colored shirt underneath. Yeah, yeah,
0: like pink, purple, mm-hmm. white, silky blouse. Silk, yeah, something with ruffles. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So I don't have to think as hard about picking out my outfits in the morning. Because you're putting together
1: two pieces that match. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I keep basically all my suit jackets at work and all my high heels at work under my yeah, desk. Yeah. It's so... so funny
1: sometimes seeing Jenna leave in the morning. <laughs> she's got like a sweatshirt on and her trousers and her sneakers. And I'm like,
0: Yeah, what's going on? It's a vibe. Yeah. I um, mean, it is
1: like the, the kind of look that the girls go for nowadays. Like,
0: What can I say? I'm a fashionista. Business.
1: Cash. Um, oh vibe.
0: What about um, other things you do like do you meal prep
1: at all? No, not really. We don't really meal prep. But we try. We we overnight oats. We do overnight oats. Okay. I don't I didn't know that Let was us put I didn't know that was meal again. prep if we do it
0: Breakfast one time for meal. the next
1: day. I know, but we don't do like a week's <laughs> worth. Um I do think we do set ourselves up mm-hmm. well by buying things that are easy to like grab. Yeah. Um, like little applesauce packs or bars. bars. The overnight oats is definitely like one of my favorite ways to do a quick meal prep the night prior and yeah. have breakfast ready to go the next day, having fruit, handy. Mm-hmm. Um
0: we got these really cute little lunch pails. Oh, my gosh. matching. Yes.
1: They're so cute.
0: They're like little bento boxes. So if you like really have it in you to to actually meal prep, mm-hmm. highly recommend getting bento box lunch set. It will just make your day better yeah. to have a cute little thing to put it in.
1: Yeah. we Yeah. Those are so cute. We love like just – I feel like that makes it fun too. Yeah. To to be able to like pack your lunch in like the cute lunchbox and like you have your rice on the bottom, you have your veggies in the middle and your protein on top or whatever. So they're
0: not like or touching dip or getting in one soggy. chips in another and carrots in a third. Like yeah. I'm not getting fancy, but No,
1: no, same. I so half the time I feel like I'm just grabbing whatever we have in our fridge and just like, well, I guess I'll just make something work from this. Like <laughs> yeah. there's chicken, there's
0: microwaveable rice yeah and oh there's bitchin sauce or dip, a cracker
1: (laughs) bitchin sauce and slices of deli meat rice cake yeah so you you figure it out we just get creative i just try to grab things that'll like be of sustenance and like moderately healthy for work so that Mm -hmm. throughout the day if i need something to snack on or or whatever i have stuff that is such a good one though the lunchbox like you know how they say like having a cute workout set motivates you to work out. Like having a cute lunchbox motivates you to pack a cute it lunch. Does. Yeah, love that. Um, okay, so yeah, we, we do meal prep a little bit, or just or just grocery shop to have a successful week of lunches. Setting
0: ourselves up for success. Yeah, it's also really important to me to have a fun drink at work. Yeah, like okay, a fun. Coconut carbonated water. bev or a coconut Area, water yeah. because that just brings joy to my day while I'm at work and it's like the middle of the afternoon and I'm so mentally checked out, and then I'm like, oh wait, I have like this cute little I have drink.
1: Little juice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Instead of having like a 3 p.m. coffee, like I'll have a fun drink.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. I actually tried to do that the other day by taking one of those uh sparkling waters to work mm-hmm. and I had no desire to drink it, and then the next day I was like, I should drink that because it's here, and I did, and I was like, meh.
0: What? So it's like
1: the opposite for me. I feel like I like the fun drink more with dinner than oh. just like on its own at work.
0: Isn't yeah. that weird? I guess. I could see that, but I don't know. Whatever you need to get through your day. Oh, Try yeah. it out. Yeah. Test it out.
1: That's- I'm over here packing Cadbury eggs in my lunch. Oh,
0: Okay, so that's I, I, that's, that's your... <laughs> my treat. Okay, so try out our tips. Let us know which one you prefer. We can if post our
1: different. lunch boxes on the Instagram.
0: We can. We'll post a link. Um, yeah, we don't have an Amazon storefront to no. get any
1: discounts,
0: discount or cash back. It's not sponsored. No, um, but it's just something fun to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so on your like drive to and from work, um. You mentioned something about the radio and, you know, how you were in a different car and that's the only reason the radio was on. Yeah, they don't have Apple CarPlay. What was that about?
1: So Hmm. the reason I was driving their car was because I needed to get an oil change. Hmm. Um, But when I'm in my luxury vehicle with Apple CarPlay, (laughs) this is the first time I've ever had that in my life. I don't even think I had Bluetooth in my old car. I feel like I'm floating on cloud nine. With the Apple CarPlay. Um, I listen to
0: the Cameo podcasts. Girls.
1: <laughs> I do listen to podcasts. I have actually one time listened to our podcast while I was commuting. we um, got to get
0: those streams up.
1: Honestly, just <laughs> fake listens over here. I'm pulling up my podcast app right now to list off the few podcasts that I listen to on my drive to work. It's going to be such a snore yeah. for everyone. If
0: you're sick of this pod and you want a pod recommendation, here we go. Courtney Rocker list Completely a
1: different audience for this podcast, I'm assuming. But what I listen to, consider this from NPR. Love NPR. It's, it's a great um, kind of like different unique takes on hot news like hot off the press news. I listen to up first it's a daily podcast that also by NPR. Yes also by NPR that uh, is a quick really like digestible way of getting the day's news or the day prior's news. I listen to um, The Times by the LA Times. Wow. An educated being. That is an essential news podcast. So it's not an everyday podcast. Okay. I love the host of it though. He's so funny. Um, it's it's a really good it's a really good news podcast. I really like that one. Um, I used to listen to the Morning Brew podcast. There's new hosts for Who's it that now. By? It's um, I think it's just Morning Brew. Oh.
0: It's not like an NPR. Program. No.
1: I think okay. it's its own thing. Okay. Um, There's new hosts of it now and it's just a very different podcast than it mm. used to be. You don't like two as much? It's two boys and they're funny, but they talk about like stocks and stuff that I stuff that I just don't really like know so much about. So, so. if
0: you're one of the three boys of our audience who may have even made it this far into our episode, that could be a recommendation <laughs> yes. for
1: you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I think, okay, there's The Daily, which is another um, Times podcast. That's a morning, like a daily podcast for the news. So those are all my news sources. And then my other very, very niche
0: Mm -hmm.
1: news podcast. Mm -hmm. This is truly targeted for people who work in like the industry that I work in, Mm -hmm. uh, military defense, it's called Pararescue, I believe, World News with BK. He is a veteran, and he does this podcast once a week. It is insane. It's two hours plus long. Whoa. Yeah, I can never – I I. it takes me weeks to get through an episode. It's so long, but he has – So much information about what's going on in all these different countries with rebel like leaders and things that you don't hear on our regular news. Mm -hmm. So I like to listen to it for situational awareness for things that may happen that affect my job. Very niche. Um, But it's so thorough. So if you're into that kind of thing, check it out
0: so basically she only listens to the news on her drive to and from work she's very informed um i on the other hand have a 15 minute drive to work i put on the latest you can't even
1: get through one of my podcasts
0: i couldn't um and i most likely wouldn't (laughs) i mean i like npr um yeah i wouldn't listen to it daily like i'm not like a daily listener yeah just every now and then if i have like a nice weekend like Today I was laying out in the sun and I put on some podcasts and I put on some like TED Talk podcasts. So like yeah, that would I like be a those. time mm-hmm. I would listen to it. Okay. Um, but on my drive to and from work, I put on whatever latest rap song I'm obsessed with yeah or repeat or country song or –
1: Picture Jenna.
0: Alternative rock song.
1: Blonde, cute girl
0: in a
1: business suit mm-hmm. with some Maui gems on. Yep. Mm-hmm, my Maui Jays New personality. The Maui Jim's. Um, on, in her car, driving to work, mm-hmm. all buttoned up in her blazer. And then just ghetto, gangster rap, blasting out of the windows.
0: Yeah. One of my of coworkers that white SUV. was next to me in my car once when I was um singing and dancing along to whatever it was. Betty Wap. Um, saw me in his rear view mirror and... I noticed that he saw me, so I kind of like
1: added some s- flair.
0: No, I pulled back and oh. he was like, It was so funny to watch you. It was like somebody who wants so badly to sing along, but like they just couldn't hold it in. So they started to like slowly dance too. And I was like, Oh, it's so awkward. That
1: is hilarious. I should have just
0: gone full out, but I No, full out. I wasn't I get embarrassed easily.
1: That's so funny.
0: So yeah, that's what I do on my drive to and from work.
1: <laughs> yeah so tips for anyone Jenna's got some good Spotify playlists maybe she could share
0: I I have a six hour rap playlist if anyone wants it hit me up um, in our DMs K-M-A-Girls DMs mm-hmm. um, okay so what are some other um, we at the top of the episode um, briefly talked about a fun little outing we had this week um, oh yeah work and kind events. of how it relates to work a little work event so to speak. Yeah.
1: So like I said, I don't go to a ton of like work things just because it's not necessarily all my friends there like Jenna's, but I did get invited to a really cool event this week from my boss who recently retired and took over as the president and CEO of the USS Midway Museum and Foundation. Um, so we got to go to the change of command ceremony on the midway. And Jenna was my special plus one.
0: It was the coolest thing that I've gotten to go to in I don't know how long. Likewise. Yeah. We dressed up, cute mm-hmm. little girls, um, showed up. We're the youngest people in the oh, room. Oh, uh, by Not in the room, eons. on the ship. Bye. On the ship. Yes. Um, there was an open free bar. Open bar. There was bar, food. Yeah. And there were like hundreds of volunteers who are retired um, Navy men who mm-hmm. volunteer at the museum yeah. that we just chatted up all night. It was, it was so great.
1: We had so much fun.
0: So fun. Um, yeah.
1: So that wasn't necessarily like a work related event, but something I got to go to from being friends with people that yeah, i work for with
0: making connections with people that you yeah and
1: it was so special and so cool this was a pretty exclusive seeming event and mm-hmm. most of the people that were there were veteran volunteers that work on the ship mm-hmm. it was a farewell to the man who's led the whole success of the midway thus far the
0: last and, 20 years yeah yeah
1: and it was just it was so cool. So we got yeah. to be there for that, and we will definitely be spending more time down that way now that um, my old boss, we have a little in, is yeah, is running the show there. We're gonna
0: try to add it to our volunteer list. Yes, that
1: was what I was gonna say. We're gonna we're gonna sneak in there and figure out how to do some volunteer work on the midway too. So if any if any of our local listeners are interested in doing something and being a part of something. Um, down on the Midway, let us know. We would love to have some of our friends come with us. That would be really fun.
0: Yeah. So yeah. would be a good time. Well, um, I think we should probably wrap this epi up because this is now again going to be our longest episode. It's so easy
1: to just chat.
0: I know. Um, we definitely have a couple of topics that we didn't get to cover. So we'll have to come back at you with our follow side up hustle oh yes um, okay follow up um we
1: can do because we kind of missed a march episode we were thinking also about doing two in april so maybe that'll be our second episode this month make yeah. it make it a brief attempt
0: a, a, a quick a
1: quickie <laughs> if you will
0: um, <laughs> okay well we will wrap up this episode thank you so much for tuning in everyone we'll talk to you soon Bye.
1: Bye.